Welcome to the Rookie Investor Podcast. This episode, this week, we are talking about trading and investing in commodities. Mm. Um, got a little bit different. Yep, um, we are. We're going to kick it off a little bit differently today. It's 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 a big area. I don't know if it's an area that a lot of people that we're going to be working with are going to be involved in. Um, there's a very sort of set structure to commodities trading, which we'll talk about in terms of where you can trade it and how you trade it. But we're all about education. We're all about knowledge. And it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an important part of I've had a few questions um, pitched at me on, on Facebook about gold and silver. Yeah, oh, actually, um, that would be the area where a lot of people the, would. That's yeah. where they'd go. But and interesting, you said you said you said cryptocurrency is considered to be a commodity. Yeah, I think it's kind of coming under there. Really which is, odd. Yeah. Um, I would have put the closest thing would have been to a currency, obviously. But I suppose it's not a it's not attached to a government so maybe that's the difference i don't know yeah that's anyway that's interesting Interesting. very interesting you just said that to me um so yeah i mean let's let's sort of dive straight into it so um what are commodities Uh, i suppose the first question and where are they traded um commodities are just really basic goods raw materials water everyday items yeah um God, yeah, gold, soybean, silver, coffee, oil, coal, metal, yeah. So it's any of the raw material stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where are they traded? On exchanges. Um, there's no shortage of exchanges um, or brokers that, that cover commodities. Yep. Yeah, have a look around the investment tab or the trading platform you have. I'm sure most of them have it on there. Yep. Um, you can buy, yeah, you can buy into, you can buy and trade gold, silver, yep. the, the whole lot of them. And the big ones would obviously be for your standard investor. You know, would be would be gold, silver. It's the precious metals, palladium. To the I think that's degree, really you know, yeah. the main ones. Although not too many people go beyond that. No, it'd be interesting to see in Australia actually if anyone jumped on things like iron ore because you would have made a killing if you jumped on iron ore sort of fifteen years mm-hmm. ago or ten years ago. Yeah, um, that would have been or coal or oil because you know or or natural gas. We always we've always been joking when we talked about you know, the whole inside thing. And I've got a friend who is a like a welder, specialist welder, and he's involved in a lot of the natural gas stuff that's out off the west west coast of Australia. Yeah. And, oh, he's always in for, for tips. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't trust any of them, to be honest. Yeah. Not, not that he would, he's not lying. It's just, I just, yeah, wouldn't just that information. But, yeah, I mean, there's actually, even in Australia, I think there's quite a few commodities that – Perhaps people haven't looked at. Maybe they will now and have a look to see. Just Certainly, explore. as I said, yeah, exactly. I know. Actually, one of the best one. investments you can make. It's a bit cheeky, but hey, it's on brand. Um, is a US nickel. Yeah, oh yeah, it's five cents. Apparently, if you melt that down and sell it, it's worth six and a half cents no. of actual product in there. Yeah. Is that right? Because I didn't. I thought that. Ah, because I thought there was periods in history where that happened, but yeah. they they cut the the production. Well, well, it could have. Um, the nickel price could have increased. Yeah, over that's that right. Period of time, so oh, where it did awesome. have the intrinsic, but so that's how you pick up a thirty percent return. That's amazing. I love that. I love <laughs> that. And and that's and that's the kind of like reality of of absolute value against intrinsic value. We always speak about yeah, that with yeah. like market cap. It's that's a really a good example, example of it, <laughs> which is there is an actual value to things, and there's a, a value that people think it's worth. So nickel, obviously, it's accepted it's worth X, but actually it could be worth more. That that's awesome. Yeah, we got got, a, got an extensive list I've just pulled up. Oh, yeah. Some some commodities. Yep. Breaking into key categories. Yep. Agriculture: corn, cotton, soybeans, pork, cattle, hogs, uh, wood, rubber, and lumber. Yep. Energy: crude oil. Yeah. Uh, kind of forgot that oil is pretty. Yeah. Pretty massive, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, natural gas, yeah. Uh, ethanol, electricity, metals, gold, silver, uh, platinum, um, nickel, steel, iron ore, tin, zinc, and environmental carbon emissions. 
renewable energy certificates and white certificates. Oh, that's interesting. That is um, that's really yes. Um, I hadn't actually thought of that, and of course it, it would make sense in a way to be in commodities, so carbon trading. Yeah, That's yeah. an area which, yeah, I'd, I want to know more about in terms of the investing side of things. But uh, a lot of people are talking about green energy, and actually I think we might end up doing a podcast on, on, on green investments because yeah. they're growing bigger and bigger. It and, is. you know, there's the, the ethical market. side, but it's also – it is a growing market. And it's, you'd probably argue it's a slightly less risky market than other areas that are emerging because there's, there is a will in general. I don't think things are going to stop happening. You know, there's, governments may yeah. slow down their investment in renewables, but – Renewables are here to stay. There's not. There's no way back, really. I think. Do you know what I mean? We're not yeah. going to go back to building more, uh, a load of more coal, coal power fire stations. So that might be an interesting one to look at. But yeah, so that's a good example of everything. And then metals. It's you might have said gold, silver, palladium, copper. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. So all of these, yeah, they're traded on specialist markets, which are the commodities markets, um, as you yeah. said. Um, most have now joined so that they sell every commodity but there are still a couple of old school individual commodity markets the london metal exchange comes up which is everything to do with metal so yeah. there's a couple of, there's a couple in the us but in general there's these particular markets where you can go and trade um, commodities um so with all that now we know what they are um the next question would be when when is it good to get involved in commodities if you're going to get involved in commodities yeah so it will depend on the commodity uh, gold, gold is a classic one. It's seen as a defensive, defensive play. Yep. So if the stocks go down, gold generally goes up. Gold-related companies. Prime example again, uh, back in Brexit days, when um, you know Brexit actually said that it, it, it got approved, that it was going to happen, and the the British pound dropped by I think fifteen percent or so. Uh, gold and companies related to gold mining went up by about twenty percent. Yeah, right. Because people just took their money out of stock market, took it out of currencies. Straight into gold. Yeah. And the reason is that's that's the closest thing we've got to a universal currency. If you take True. an ounce of gold anywhere in the world, you're generally not going to get knocked back. True. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> Providing that's, that's, it as legit and everything. It's legit. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. That's, so it's, um, it's the safest bet. But then that means when t- when, t- when the stock market is doing well then gold doesn't do well is that the general sort of the general sort of thing but gold's actually done quite well in this bull market as well yeah right um, okay it's gone up yeah i wonder is that because there's emerging markets that invest in gold i know certainly india gold well, is a cultural so. it's thing. easy it's to invest massive. in now than yeah yeah and it's easy to invest in yeah, yeah but it might be there's also wealth coming into areas where like like india where gold is part of their culture like they'll buy gold as investments, but also as jewellery, and it's a very big thing. So perhaps that's that would also mean that people in India who are becoming more middle class and upper class are able to afford these yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it'd be it'd be interesting to sort of see because gold definitely and silver are the ones you sort of look at um, as being the sort of most commonly um, uh, traded. It, it does bring on to the point of um, the actual value because it's, it, it's weird in a, in calling it a, an asset because one. It, it can't produce income at all. No. And, and the growth is, I don't know, I guess it's purely supply and demand, which, I mean, is, is the essence of all assets, but... Yeah. Um, it's the purest form of trading. It's, again, back to this thing well, with commodities where... Yeah, it, 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 and we touched on before, the efficient market theory. Mm, yep, so yep. efficient market theory for stocks is, um, you know, mm. academic theory that stocks are always priced correctly. Because what someone's willing to buy it for is what someone's willing to buy it for at that yep. point of time. Uh, whereas we know that's not true because um, uh, it could be trading for less than its asset value. 
Uh, whereas whereas gold and, and other commodities is what someone's willing to pay for it is what they're willing to pay for it. You, yes. you melt gold down and you sell it for yeah yeah what it's worth at that point it. of time. It's no yeah you're not a value investing in gold type of. Also, <laughs> is there is there like a set price for gold? Like, is it is there a market that decides the price of gold internationally? There is, isn't there? Uh, yeah, but it, it gets. Um, Put into um, what's it called? Your local currency. Yeah. So yeah, in Australia, yeah. it's like oh, I think last I looked, eighteen, nineteen hundred an ounce. Yeah. Okay. Um, and US, that'd be thirteen hundred an ounce. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. So but what yeah, I'm saying is there, is there is a global standard, yeah. correct? And it's it's a developed market in the sense that it's you're not sort of it's not an emerging thing. Gold has been around since day dot. Yeah. It's been traded since you know the the well, the fifteen sixteen hundreds. The Spanish Armada. I mean that was gold they were taking out of South America. That was you know <laughs> so it's been around a long time. It's been traded a long time. Um, and so yeah, you'd imagine that there is that comfort and security, and there's also this international standard. So you can kind of fix it against a standard price. So you're yeah. not sort of necessarily yeah. going to be ripped off. So I could see why that would definitely be something that would be an appeal particularly if if your other investments are going down it would make sense to put it into a safety net yeah where we've spoken also about things like um household goods you know when when the 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 economy starts to go down you look for for a kind of a safer bet you look for the things that people will always want um, and that is commodities are things that people will always need i mean yeah yeah, you know um people will always need oil they need to be able to drive they need metal they need to have things made they need you know tins and pans and whatever else so all of that just shows how how vital that sort of stuff is. The one that I love, sorry, just as an aside, um, I, I love coffee, as you know. Yeah. I'm a Brist, I love coffee. Um, yeah. And I've got a book called Uncommon Grounds, which is really interesting. It's kind of like the social history of coffee. But it talks about um, somebody shorted the coffee market. Yeah. And it's like, this is back, oh, it might have been the 50s or 60s or something. But I, I've always sort of looked at, coffee's incredibly volatile as a commodity. The price varies hugely because yeah. it's all about supply and demand. So you'll have a good year where Brazil produces a huge amount of coffee beans and so the price will kind of plummet. And then you'll have other years where there's drought or, or um, there's, uh, what do they call it? There's a, like a, a fungus that the coffee plants get. And if that spreads around around a country, it ends up going. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of volatility in the market. Yeah, okay. Which is, and, and if, you, if you're able to like, yeah, if you study the, the markets, you understand what's happening in, a lot of it is, I think Brazil is one of the biggest producers of coffee. I think there's opportunity there, but I just haven't done it yet. But I just, I'm really interested in that. So um, that for me would be like a small amount of money. I wouldn't yeah. go big on it. But I think it'd be worth the risk. You know, we talk about about things that are kind of worth the risk and whatever. That might be an interesting one to look at as a as a commodity, and that is a commodity. Well, it's that's a, a good commodity. way to think about it. What impacts the the price? Um, yeah. Again, supply and demand's yep. massive. Yep. Um, but what kind of manufactures that supply and demand? One example that comes to mind mm. is um, the the cyclones and tornadoes that went through North Queensland Townsville a few yep. years ago. All of a sudden, bananas went from about two bucks a kilo to twenty-one. Yeah, they did. That, that's a great example of commodities because yep. bananas commodity. Um, yeah, that's weather true. Weather impacted it, and it went yep. ten times yep. in value. That's true, and so that's one where um, I get a sense with commodities trading, it is um, very much about no keeping up with the news. 
keeping clicked in because again it's something that is very much supply and demand it's buy and sold you're not getting any added value you're not you know you don't get soybean or 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 beef or cattle or um whatever it is you don't get any value what you're paying for is the raw product so you're purely relying on supply and demand so people that are interested in commodities trading i could see it's much more about what's happening in the news what's happening well is that an option to short the the beef market yeah with with the growing what's that called manufactured meat artificial yeah uh, i know they're not Oh, beyond meat, beyond meat yeah, 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 yeah. Another stuff. Yeah. But if you go into shopping centres, that's taking up a lot more space than what it used to. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, okay. Artificial meat or, yeah. or whatever it's actually that called. That could be a, fu- a, a future investment in, yeah, in shorting that particular Shorting market. beef because yeah. less restaurants are ordering it, less yeah. Woolworths ordering well, it. Well, we, we said before the, um, not Hungry Jacks, but um, Burger King have brought yeah. in a beef-free Whopper, yeah. which looks like the Whopper. Which but, is probably cooked on the exact same grill. Well, the, I'm sorry, this is one of the issues, I think. That's contamination. They were saying, yeah. but you're cooking it in the restaurant where you cook all your meat, all yeah, the vegans like, are mad about it. Yeah, it does. I don't know, I agree. But the point is, there is a shift there. So it's about market trends, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like, if you're so. able to spot the market trends, if you're, a, if you're a graph person, you can sort of map the various market trends. And obviously, you overlay those against supply. Well, supply and demand is easy. I mean, you know, if it's been a bad... If it's been if the weather's been shit in Brazil, you're gonna know your your coffees aren't your coffee beans aren't gonna be great for whatever six yeah. or eight months in advance. Like you know how long that processing is. Likewise with the the storms, you know, with the bananas. I mean, you, yeah. you can sort of see that, but it's also then graphing because I'm sure there's a cyclical thing well, with supply and demand. It comes back into the the trading if you're looking at charts as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Can, and that's trade, again that's stuff that we currency. teach in the course is all about sort of chart trading. But anyway. So moving on, um, we talked about when the best time is to look at commodities. So it's generally when the market is is not performing particularly well or it's going down. Yep. It's a good time to get in. But actually, <clears throat> if you're interested in commodities, I, there may be op- opportunities everywhere. But you need a lot of research. You need to be very on the ball in terms of being able to figure out what very you're doing. Very much so. And, and again, um, oil. Oil's a great example. Oh, it's great. Like so, if yeah. If anything happens over in the Middle East. Absolutely. Yeah. Which there has, or if OPEC announces they, they're pulling back production, yeah. or if the US announces they're increasing production, or, you know. Or if there's a public holiday in Australia. Or there's a public holiday. <laughs> oil prices too. suddenly go up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the next question then is. Um, I suppose if we talk about what, what the options are for investing. So, you know, yeah. we've spoken about the fact that you, you go through sort of brokers. So there's a couple that sort of jump out, the kind of main ones. And um, one which I don't know if if uh, it wouldn't be anything we'd be particularly getting involved in, but it's futures trading. It's worth knowing what that is because it is yeah. a term you'll hear about about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and futures trading is generally it's big companies. Um, I suppose the, 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 the best example of is airlines. What they do is they agree a set price for that commodity. For airlines, it's it's oil. Yeah. Um, and they, they pay that amount um, and they fix that price for X number of years, generally speaking. So what the airline wants to do is to try and get the best deal, knowing the volatility in the market. What they don't want is to be buying oil and one time they're paying $50 a barrel, the next time they're paying $65, the next time they're paying $42 a barrel. That volatility eats into, exactly, yeah. it eats into their profit. I mean, it, it, it creates uncertainty for investors in their business. So they say, we will, we will pay X for the amount. And people like Ryanair um, have generally done quite well because they've managed to get a very low cost good price, deal. good deal, and they've managed to keep that for a couple of years. That's a really good way to explain it, actually. Yeah. Um, futures, yeah. I, and that's I think cool. that's, futures isn't really anything that, 
we will generally get involved in. Um, I mean, you can, but generally speaking, it is going to be the larger companies because they're looking to protect the price of that of that commodity. And yeah. coffee would be the same. All, all commodities can be future traded and are future traded. Um, and, and there's also then speculators who will speculate on by future trading. So they'll say, oh, sure. you know, great, I'm going to buy X amount for, you know, Y price on the on the idea that, that I think the price is going to go up by 10 or 15%. And then I can sell that stuff on that I bought sell for, for that agreed, sell it back to my yeah. absolutely. Um, so, so there is an opportunity there. Um, and speculators do obviously get in on the market. And again, because certain commodities would be affected, would, would fluctuate wildly. If you can get it right, you can do very well. But equally, if you get it wrong, you can lose quite a bit, I suspect. And, so. and to give people a concrete example, we can say... I'm going to sell you Brazilian coffee beans this time yeah. next year for a hundred bucks a kilo. Yeah. So that's what's called a futures contract. Yeah. It's in the future. It's got an expiry date. It's a contract. This time next year comes around, and we have to fulfil that. So if they're trading at 150 bucks a kilo, I win because I buy it for 100, and yeah. then I can immediately flip it for 150. Yeah. Uh, but if they're trading at 50 bucks a kilo, I still have to pay you that 100 bucks a kilo so i lose 50 yeah yeah lose 50 on that deal no cool absolutely that's it and and, and that's a form of trading probably not something we're particularly uh it isn't something we particularly work on it's not it's not a type of investing that we're 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 too interested in to be honest no um it takes a certain it's a very particular type of investing and and i think it needs a lot of work and it's there's a lot of risk really Uh, you know there's a lot a lot better ways to to make you know a, a lot of money and generate a lot of wealth <laughs> to the stock market without having to take that risk of of relying on supply and demand on weather conditions and whatever so um that's the first one. the second one is stock options so that's this is a more interesting one actually this is where you don't invest in the commodity itself but you invest in companies or businesses around that commodity so for example mm-hmm. If you don't invest in oil directly, you might say, I'm going to invest in the pipeline company that supplies the pipes. I'm going to invest in the shipping company. I'm going to invest in the, the oil business. The, the in Caltex. In Caltex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Great example. Or, you know, pick up the IPO for what's going to be the world's richest company, $1.5 trillion. Um, the Saudi Arabian uh, Aramco. Is it Aramco? Like I think it's taking a piss, that valuation. Wow. No, but it they have control of that much oil. It's It's... I don't think you can put a price on companies like that. I mean, they're assuming oil is still going to be sold into the into the long distance. Do you short oil with electric cars? Oh, mate, I don't think no. Uh, Do you see that new car that's coming out? How it's got the panels on the top, the solar panels on oh, the roof. No. Like, why hasn't anyone thought of that? I've seen cars like that, but they're like test cars. I've never seen one that they've actually done. Yeah. It all seemed odd. Oh, they didn't do it. Probably look ugly as. No, but the, like, do you remember it came out that they had like you could buy like glass panels that were solar panels and you could buy like flexible like they had the, there was tiles you could buy tiles that were solar yeah do you, do you, do you remember no. that was like last year there was this big thing and everyone said oh these are going to take over i've never heard anything since about it no <clears throat> but there was all because they were getting into being able to like you know flex the panels and do different things and make them really thin and there was even i'm almost gonna say there was almost like a paint it was like a film i think you could put on anywhere yeah. and it became like a solar panel yeah, it was amazing, but I've never heard anything since. So that's interesting. Well, it doesn't work if you do a night driving. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the problem. But no, but as a way to charge the battery, it yeah. makes sense to me. I mean, you're not going to get a full charge. It's probably only an issue in Australia where you drive for five hours and you're still in the same state. Yeah, that's true. If you're in Europe, how many countries sun, you go no, through? You don't, yeah. <laughs> it's sunny and, and most people drive about six yeah, or seven hours. sunny from 7am yeah. yeah, to 10pm. Right. Exactly. 
So I think that's where it would be ideal, actually. I'm surprised someone in Australia hasn't decided to bang a bloody solar panel on top of their car and all that. Because you do you generate a fair bit of power out of it. Yeah, but anyway, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so stock options are a way, if you're interested in commodities. Yeah. Um, iron ore is another example. So it is, it's looking at the companies that provide everything around that. So you're not actually, I suppose, you're not taking the risk. It's just inadvertently. It is inadvertently, but yeah. you're also getting the benefit of Again, if you go through our masterclass program, um, where you, where you learn um, how to how to assess the value of companies, how much debt they have, so you're getting all of the the kind of the good information that tells you what the company brings to the table as well. Yeah. It's not just about the assets. But, yeah, we, or sorry, it, the just on the masterclass, we go through and teach you how to forecast the next five to ten years um, worth of value in a company. Yeah, I sit there awesome. and do it in a video. You can pause. You yep. can binge watch me for the weekend. You can. And you tell you what, you'd enjoy binge watching Phil. That'd be great. He's very relaxing, yeah. but entertaining, I would say. Yeah. Is that fair to say, Phil? Yeah. Probably not quite <laughs> Netflix and chill fun, but no. I mean, it's. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, <laughs> if people want to do that, let them do it, mate, all right? It's just while I'm in the background. If you're the instigator just... of lovemaking. So, earnings per share, the way you calculate that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the right backdrop. It's not the right move. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be difficult to get into the groove, but I know what you're saying. I'd be right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's all taught in there. So that's well worth looking at. And then the third area is um, ETFs, which we've actually um, just released a podcast on on exchange-traded funds. And that's a pretty simple way to do it. That's a great way to do it, I think, because it, 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 for, you know, the people that are interested interested in that field and they, you know, um, it, it is the safe, safest bet. Now, I would definitely listen to our podcast on ETFs because we have a certain view, you know, they're, they're not, uh, we wouldn't put a huge amount of money in. We, we, you know, the way we do it is we look at growth. We look at, you know, things that are going to actually generate a lot more money. ETFs don't because as Phil very, very easily explains, and very explains very well. You know, you have companies that are doing really well. You have companies that aren't that are doing really badly. So when you put them together, it's sort of they level out. So you don't get yeah. the the kind of big big growth, big 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 returns that you can when you're just investing directly into a company. But if you have an interest in commodities in any type of commodity, there's ETFs for all of them, and you can plug in. You can have a look, and I'm sure there's returns back. Oil, you'd imagine, would be pretty consistent. Get natural gas would be pretty consistent returns. Um, you know, iron ore, obviously gold, silver, or the precious yeah. metal. There'll be a precious yeah. metals ETF. Have a look into that. And I think that's, yeah, that's probably for for you guys. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to teach my grandmother to suck eggs, but I think for a lot of you guys who are listening, that's a really good way to, to get into dabbling. Yeah, particularly if you don't want to sit there and analyze or forecast what's happening with the weather in Brazil and the impact on coffee beans. Big time. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. get a bit of a diversity. Yeah, it's, it's a much more ETF. passive way. That's all right to yeah. do it. So I suppose that, n- that nicely then leads on to the final question, which is, Phil, what percentage of uh, your portfolio, do you think, or to anyone's portfolio, do you think commodities good feature in there? I'll give is about, it a big player? Or is it a? Is I'll, it I'll give about nine different answers. Yeah, I know. Uh, just I to thought, be clear, I thought you'd say that, <laughs> and, and, and I, I love tying you down to a single answer because that's what you need to answer. <laughs> What's the exact percentage? Zero, right? none. Okay, good. Okay, so me, none. Don't have any commodities in my portfolio. No. Um, the returns not there in a bull market at the moment. Um, I, I don't know the markets too well. I, I'd probably sit down and, and learn them, but it's not even that's not the answer at the moment. I just not the answer I wanted. Um, I'd trade commodities. Okay. Uh, that'd be pretty sick. Uh, having said that, though, um, Ray Dalio, um, fund manager, uh, principals, that, that's a book he wrote. He's got a new book out. Uh, interviewed with Tony Robbins. From memory, his was 
7.5% gold, 7.5% other commodities in his all-weather portfolio. Okay. So it's 15% exposure. Yep. Um, is what... So fairly did. low percentage. And he beat yeah. the market yep. for over a period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It, 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 it's, it's defensive. It's... Yeah. Uh, so I think... I, I, no, look, you're absolutely right. The point is now isn't the time necessarily to get into commodities unless unless you've got an interest but really there's much more uh, opportunity in 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 stocks and in companies um so everything we teach in masterclass will, will show show you how that is um we've got the another program it might be worth just mentioning quickly now which is cheeky edge phil you just give a bit of a quick yeah so cheeky edge is our uh, investing group uh, we've put together i go through and i do five stock alerts per month on australian and u.s stocks uh, and what I mean by that is I look at stocks that are overvalued, under, um, undervalued or potential growth, um, you know, to give you an idea of, of, of how to think about a particular stock and research opportunities. We do a monthly conference call um, where you jump in online and um, I go through my overview of the Australian and US markets to give you an idea of where they're headed. Really interesting at the moment because they're both just going through all-time highs, yep. which is always interesting territory because you never know what happens after all-time highs have been hit. Uh, I'll do a live Q&A afterwards. Um, so members that jump on there, ask me anything about any market in the world, any stock, um, go through and analyze that. And you all get to access this in your own personal portal. So just in case you awesome. can't make the live Q&A, it's going to be replays for you to download. You're going to access the stock analysis in there. Um, and you can do all that for $25 uh, per month. Uh, so you access that, cheekyinvestor.com forward slash cheeky edge. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, absolutely quality program. So the reason I mentioned that was that's the perfect way if you are interested in even things like commodities or generally in investing, it's, it's a way just to give you an amazing sense of firstly the work you need to put in and the knowledge you need to have, but also kind of it's a bit of a, a, a cheating way to, to to get somebody else to get a, a you know a, a quality a long lasting trader to go and uh, uh, basically say to you, hey, this is this is the work I've done. This is this is you know this is the kind of objective view of where things are at. So well worth listening to. But I think yeah, your point on more on the timing than the percentage of of portfolio. So really, it's about actually about timing with commodities. Now isn't the time to do it because we're in a bull market. But but as things drop, you'll see. If you're tracking things like gold prices or you're tracking things like any of the precious metals, you'll see um, they'll start to go up in value. So that's the time to get in is when, when a crash happens is to put some money into there. Um, but really, even with that, with uh, if the market does go down, I think there's still better opportunity in other places. I was just tracking the the sort of gold and it's actually not as amazing. I mean, it's consistent. It's sort of there, but it's not. Yeah. It, the, the, it doesn't have huge growth. No. Um, you know, and possibly after the 2009, the great financial crash, Sure, there might have been well, a, shot a, up, a, a shot, a shoot up, yeah. but actually it's sort of fairly level. So um, really for people who are interested in it, um, it is more about trading. Um, that's the, probably the opportunity. Um, and there is fluctuations in the market, so that's where you need to sort of look at going. So I think that's given a pretty good summary of commodities, commodities trading. Commodities had yeah. involved, yeah. We'll, we'll probably, from that, there's probably a couple of ideas for a couple of more podcasts that we might get yeah. into. But yeah. um, thank you all for listening. Uh, and yeah, and don't forget, as Phil says, check out uh, www.cheekyinvestor.com forward slash cheeky edge. Uh, it's an awesome program. And if you're serious about investing, and um, if you're really serious about creating a passive income, building your wealth, that's the program you need to be on, to be honest. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, uh, we're delighted to have you on board and checking out what we're doing. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you next week.